Hi everyone, I'm Alex and this is New Wine, a weekly podcast where we get to lay down the old and welcome in the new. Where there is new wine, there is new power. Now, let's get into the episode. As we drink responsibly, this is the part of the podcast we like to call Wine or Dine. It's a time for you to submit any and every question you may think about. Hit my DMs up on social media and I get to read those questions out loud on the podcast and answer them or choose to take a sip of wine. (laughs) So uh, we're going to kick off the official Wine and Dine segment in episode five. So go ahead and hit my DMs up, load them with questions. So we have plenty of questions to read on the podcast. For today, we're going to play the game of Would You Rather. So grab a glass if you're old enough and let's play the game of Would You Rather. So the first question should be hopefully easy for most people. It says, would you rather adopt cats or dogs? Dogs, easy for me. Would you rather wait your entire life for your soulmate or go through multiple marriages? I, 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 I would rather I would rather wait my entire life for my soulmate than to go through multiple marriages. Can you imagine? No, I'd rather wait my whole life for my soulmate and we'll just die very happy together. Would you rather be deeply in love with your soulmate or never meet your soulmate and be poor? What? Is that even a question? I would rather be deeply in love with my soulmate. That That's dumb. Would you rather be 20 forever or 25 forever? Mm, I would say 25 forever because getting old is a blessing. I have to remind myself of that even as I'm getting older, like getting older is a blessing, but 25, I feel like it was a sweet spot for me. I love 26 and so I'm gonna say 25, that's as close to 26 as I can get and you can rent a car, you can travel with no questions. Like you can pretty much just like adult in things at 25, so yeah. Would you rather have kids early in life or later in life when you were ready? Well, I, as a kid, I dreamed of having kids early, earlier in life, not like young, but you know, I was like, oh, I have kids when I'm 25. Yeah, no. Um, so I would say probably later in life when I'm ready, even as I've gotten older, I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, I'm okay. Like, I want to have kids, but I want to have them. I'll be so grateful that, I, that I'm able to have them when I'm ready. Would you rather be a famous person with fake friends or a dork with real friends? <laughs> a dork with real friends all day. I feel like I'm already a dork with real friends. So yeah, nothing changes there. Would you rather have to marry your first heartbreak or a random stranger? My first heartbreak. Probably a random stranger. <laughs> My first heart, yeah. My first heartbreak, no, nah, because he's going to break my heart, probably break my heart again. A random stranger, though, was kind of out there. I might have to drink to this one because I don't really have an answer for that one. Would you rather be a talk show host or a runway model? Talk show host, 10,000%. Would you rather talk on the phone every night or send text messages? Um... <laughs> probably probably just in a text good night babe love you <laughs> and call me in the morning yeah would you rather be an online influencer or be a talk show host probably a talk show host you may probably make more money right i'm a talk show host and an influencer influencers make a lot of money though but probably a talk show host okay Last three questions. Would you rather get flowers or get chocolate as a gift? Flowers all day. 
And my favorite flowers, I love hydrangeas. I love peonies. I love lilies. I love roses. If you're thinking about your girl, I can't really wink, but oh, that was a good one. <laughs> Would you rather be happily married without kids or be in a rocky marriage with kids? Happily married without, happily married without kids. Cheers. But I do think for anyone who does have kids, you're in a rocky marriage, it's okay. Just work, work through those things. Don't leave. Um, unless it gets abusive, you know, but like, I ain't the person. I'm single, so <laughs> get your advice from somebody else. But if you're in a rocky marriage with kids, think about the kids and hold on um, and trust Jesus. All right. Would you rather be poor and in love or rich and alone? Uh, drink. I think that's a little too much information. People start getting judgy. All righty. That's our segment of Wine and Dine for the first episode of the podcast. Um, Like I said, submit your questions, hit my DMs up, and I'll get to read your questions live and choose to answer them or have a sip of wine. If you've ever filled up your car with gas or been like dying of thirst before and needing some water, you may have said the phrase, every drop counts to yourself or even out loud. I know when I'm filling up my car and thankfully we're like on the on the downward slope of um, high gas high gas prices but even when it's low gas prices I'm like I have that nozzle to my tank like trying to suck out every drop because at the end of the day every drop counts and when I think about that or I was thinking about that example you know of just like shaking that nozzle until I get every drop out from when I'm filling up gas Um, And I just don't feel satisfied leaving a gas station if it's not every drop out, high gas prices or not. Um, But I thought about that example when I was preparing for this episode, because in life, there will be days and moments where like every second counts, every moment counts. Um, You know, if you've received the news or even I'll put it personal, like if I received the news today that someone I love or really deeply care about only had a limited amount of time left on earth, then I would be thinking about all the moments I could spend with them to make every moment count. Um, I remember even when I was, uh, some, I was, it's my first job, actually, I worked at a summer camp and, uh, we had to clock in and clock out. And this wasn't like the typical clock in and clock out. Like we had to go across the building um, to the sign-in sheets and physically write our name and write the time that was like displayed by the sign-in sheet. And every single day, I mean, whether I was running late or not, like I literally couldn't, um, I couldn't change the time that I signed in because it was a person sitting right there at the desk and they knew the time. I mean, it's, it's no way to like cheat the system. Like you have to be there to physically sign your name and write the time. But you know, that's that's an example of like where I remember where every second counted, especially when I got my paycheck and the paycheck definitely reminded me that every second counted if I was late, where I would miss some miss money or, you know, if I was on time, it was like my full check and that made me happy too. But um, every second counts is kind of like what I've been thinking of as I've been creating, as I've been thinking about this episode for the podcast. And I remember, you know, this, you know, a part, I guess a part of me creating this podcast, you know, even when I was thinking about it this time last year, um, it was my, the reasoning behind New Wine and why I wanted 
my voice or where I felt like really my voice was important to the conversation because it's not like I'm the only person having it, but I do know that my voice is significant to this type of conversation. And a part of me wanted to, a part of me wanting to create this podcast was my own personal revelation of the middle and like what the middle meant to me in my season. Um, and when I say the middle, I mean like the beginning of where we started <laughs> and the end of meaning like, you know, where we want to end up in life is always talked about. But the middle part, the middle part, like, you know, what's done in the middle between getting there is hardly ever talked about. And um I wanted to talk about it because my 2020 and my 2021 was just the middle. It was the middle of God doing a deep work inside of me, him changing so many things around me, changing so many things around me. I went through so many transitions in the year 2020 and 2021. Um, but it was the middle. It was so gray. It was so, you know, unknown. I had never been through it before. I had never walked through it before. I had never, I didn't have any examples to look to, but it was it now I know living in 2022 and even some parts of this year, I'm still realizing like the middle was so important. And like what I did in the middle was so important to get me to where I am today. And I know for sure, like today in 2022, wouldn't be as sweet as it is if I hadn't done what I did in the middle. And it's not like I had a rule book, like I literally didn't know, but I was, it was it was a it was a step by step, a day by day walk. But um the middle matters and the in-between matters. The meantime, you know, what are we gonna do in the meantime of getting to where we wanna get? That that time matters. And if you've ever watched a good movie or a TV show, you likely want to know the full story. <laughs> you you know, you don't you don't just want to know the happy ending or even a sad ending. You likely want to know how it got to that place. And that's the middle and that's really how I feel like my life is what my life is representing right now is not just the ending. And I'm definitely not even at the full place of where I want to be or where even where I'm going to be, but um I couldn't even be here if it wasn't for the middle. And so um this there was this song I was listening to like this time last year. I spent a lot of time listening to this song. It was called um, "You Hold It All Together" by Maverick City Music, and there's basically like I don't know if they're the originators of this song or remakers. I have no I have no idea. So somebody can double check me on that. But um, it's a song that spoke to me, and so I want to encourage anyone, even right now, should listen to this podcast or this episode, like. If you are in the middle, if you feel like you're in a season and you know you believe in God, you believe in Jesus and you're trusting him to get you to the other side, listen to this song called You Hold It All Together by Maverick City Music. Um, it spoke to me so much. And I think I listened to it every single day, even when I was going to sleep at night. Sometimes I would listen to I would listen to that song. But towards the end of the song, one of the artists breaks into like a, a moment. Basically, it's not spontaneous. I, I think it's written in the lyrics, but. He sings the words, God of my prayer. And I can't, I can't sing, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to try to sing it. But th these are the lyrics. <laughs> so he says, God of my present, God of my future, you write my story, you hold it all together. Then he says, you're not just at the beginning and you're not just waiting at the end um, or watching from the end. 
you're walking with me in the middle. You're the God of the middle. Um, you're in the middle. You hold it all together. Those lyrics, like when I listen to it in my season of the middle of just other confusion, or other just heartbreak too, and, and just wondering like, okay, God, I'm listening to you. I'm trying to be obedient, but I'm really just not really seeing where we're going, honestly. Like, it's just so foggy. So many things that have been uprooted and like, I just don't even, I don't even know. Um, but it was that middle place where I was listening to this song that really resonated with me, which led me to you know this was the end of really last year in this past Easter I I had just been reflecting so much about the middle and like what that means and um how important it is and even this past Easter I spent a lot of time thinking about day two you know they talk about Friday good Friday Jesus went to the cross. They talk about Sunday, the resurrection of Jesus, but no one talks about Saturday. <laughs> I'm like, why does no one talk about Saturday? Like that day is equally as, I mean, maybe not equally as important, but you know, it's important to the story of the cross. And Saturday is the day in the middle, obviously, between Friday and Sunday, but it's a day where hope was ultimately lost like you know Jesus had died <laughs> there was no sign of him you know rising anytime soon the disciples were distraught family of Jesus was distraught followers friends etc were distraught you know had an inkling of maybe maybe they had some hope you know and tried to believe that what Jesus said was actually true and that you know he was going to rise from the dead but there was a large part I would have to think that people felt hopeless felt like you know we've been following Jesus around all this time and now he's gone and everybody's, you know, a lot of people are happy that he's gone and they have the wrong idea about who he was. And, but I thought he was, you know, the King and, and God, son of God. But like, I don't, now I have nowhere to really put, uh Oh, no, <laughs> I have nowhere to really put those feelings because it's, it all feels kind of shady or shaky in this moment um and there isn't really anything documented like i said but you know saturday is where the tension builds saturday is where we're in the in-between moment and i would dare to say that the middle that saturday mattered to jesus that the middle mattered to him like it mattered what people were thinking in that moment it mattered how people were speaking in that moment it mattered how his name was even being represented in that moment about what was to come like I know he, I know him and like, I know he would be a God who says, <laughs> yeah, the Saturday matter. And I don't know why I don't, I don't know why people don't talk about it. But anyway, so there's this, there's this disciple named Thomas. And this is, this is prior to Jesus' death. But now thinking about the middle and thinking about like, you know, just the essence of what Saturday represents to us and what the middle of anything really represents to us as people, as humans, you know, as women, um, as a man, whoever's listening to this podcast, as you, you as a person, like what that middle represents to us as we're lifing it out here. But um, there's this disciple named Thomas, who's often spoke about if you grew up in church, um, he he got the nickname Doubting Thomas, you know, he doubted, he had doubt, basically. And so he got this nickname Doubting Thomas. And because of his lack of belief and faith, he was given that nickname. Now, I don't know if you grew up in a church like me, but I've never heard any other title given to Thomas. But I began to think 
that Thomas always have doubt, you know, like, is that how he's, is that how it all started? Like, did he come into the earth or come into just being Jesus followers, like fought one of Jesus disciples with doubt? Like, is that how it started, basically? So I opened up the Bible like a good person should. At any time you feel confused about the word, open up the Bible and read it yourself. And I opened it up and I went to the Bible and in John 11, it's the story of Lazarus. And this is this is basically the first introduction of Thomas's voice in this story of Jesus, him walking on earth, dying on the cross. Like this is the beginning of, at least from what I found, this is the beginning of me hearing words spoken directly from Thomas. So I'm gonna read it, <laughs> I'm gonna read it. And I'm hopefully this is some revelation for you just like it was for me when I read it, but okay. So in John 11, um, Thomas is in, and I'll back up a little bit. So in John chapter 11, let's start at maybe like verse um, uh, 12. So John 11, verse 12, it says, the disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. Talking about Lazarus. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. And that part can preach by itself because God is like, it. it when I read scripture, it's like, Jesus is constantly like just wanting people to believe. Like he's just like trying to push them to that point of just having ultimate faith. But in verse 16, it says, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go to and die with and die with Jesus. Now, this is where it stopped for this is where it stopped for me because I'm like, yes, Thomas did not always have doubt. Thomas had belief at a time. Thomas had faith at one point in time. Thomas actually was the only one to speak up and say, come on, let's go with Jesus and die with him. Now, when he's saying die with him, if you continue to read, it's he's saying that because Jesus, to go to, to, go to Lazarus, he had to go back to Jerusalem. And Jerusalem was a city that basically was filled with distaste for Jesus and wanted to kill him. And so Thomas was like, even if that means us dying because Jerusalem is not accepting of who Jesus is, like, let's go with him. Like, let's do this. He was the only person to speak up. And, you know, we know the story. Jesus goes to Jerusalem. He sees Lazarus. He, he, you know, he raises him from the dead. He does this miracle in front of all these people to continue to echo the promise of like, I'm here to give life, but also to just help them to believe ultimately in him. And anyway, so I'm reading this and Thomas said to his fellow disciples, let's go to and die with Jesus. He was the only one who spoke up and had the courage to follow Jesus back to Jerusalem to witness this miracle that we now all talk about. And it transitions after a few chapters in John and it's in, you know, it's Sunday, basically. Jesus has risen at this point. So so let me back up. <laughs> so after Jesus after Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, chapters go by. You can read the Bible. You know, he does does all these miracles. He's also teaching his disciples in the time about in the meantime of, you know, this is what you should do. This is how you should pray. This is how you should act. Like teaching them, teaching them, teaching them all these things before he goes away, before he dies on the cross. 
So he's doing this. He um, teaches the disciples. It gets to John chapter 20. And this is kind of where the where Thomas's storyline only comes from. Nobody reads back to John to John um, chapter 11. Like people only pick up his story in John chapter. What is this? 20. So this is this. Jesus has died on the cross a gruesome death. <laughs> um, he has. Um, been in the grave. Um, he wrote, he rose from the dead, um, sun, early Sunday morning. And now the story of his resurrection is spreading, spreading across, you know? So there comes a point in time where Jesus, where Jesus appears to his disciples after his resurrection. And obviously they're ecstatic, you know, jumping for joy, super happy. It's so many other little stories between these chapters, but I'm really just wanting to point, point out like in John chapter 20, verse 27, this is where we see Thomas and Jesus interacting. So the first time that Jesus appeared to his disciples, Thomas wasn't there. He missed out on the moment. I don't know where he was, but if I'm thinking about even myself, who definitely has so many moments of doubt or moments of where I feel like my faith is very, very low, um, I can imagine Thomas, you know, not having the knowledge of Jesus' resurrection. He's definitely probably like rehearsing so many things in his mind. He's going over every conversation, every interaction, every movement that Jesus made to help himself believe that Jesus is going to come back alive. Jesus is going to uh, get ra- you know, be raised from the dead. He is going to um rise as son of God, like, like everything that he's been walking with Jesus with, he's, I can imagine him and it's not written. So I'm just like putting myself in his shoes. Like I can imagine him, um, just trying to find clarity really at the end of the day. Like, what does all this mean? Like I really put everything into it. And now I'm in this place where it feels very dark, feels very confusing, very frustrating. No one, you know, it's a select group of people who believe in Jesus, but it's also a large amount of people who don't. And, you know, you're trying to, you're in between all those opinions and all of that uh, in real time, like real, you know, really actually on earth, you're in between all those different opinions and, you're trying to figure out what the truth is, you know, you know, the truth, but you're questioning what that truth is, right? So Thomas misses the moment where Jesus appears to all of his disciples. And so the disciples in chapter 20, verses 24, one of the 12 disciples, um, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hand, put my fingers into them and place my place my hand into the wound in his side. So he's like, y'all, I, I hear what you're saying. I know you. I know you know, walk Jesus. I know you know me. But like, I'm not going to believe what you say. I'm not going to get my hope up about Jesus being alive unless I see it for myself and I just see see a figure like I want to see the nails in his hands the wound on his side like I want to be able to touch him you know it it, Thomas was desperate (laughs) he was desperate for a sign to help his faith rise again and so um he replied I won't believe unless I see the nail wounds in his hands put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wound in his side eight days later Talk about, talk about Jesus just like, you know, taking his time. I know he probably was doing so many other things, but eight days later after, after Jesus appeared to the other disciples, Thomas is still eight days in after that point, 
of still not saying anything. So I'm sure he still was just going back and forth, probably arguing with the disciples, like telling them they were wrong, telling them like, why didn't he appear to me if he appeared to y'all? Like, why is it taking so long for him to appear to me? Did I do something wrong? Like, I mean, it's probably so many, so many questions in his brain, I can imagine. But um, eight days later, the doors were locked where, where the disciples were. But suddenly as before, Jesus was standing among them. He said, Jesus said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless anymore, any longer. Believe. And Thomas believes in this in this moment. And he's finally at the place with the other disciples to say, you know, Yay, but he's he's finally at this other place with the disciples where he believes too, where he sees Jesus, where his faith is now where his faith or unanswered faith or unanswered hope now has an answer. And this this place basically, you know, where Thomas was, it really it really helped me see that Thomas had a middle moment. Not just in this not just in the two examples I shared of, you know, him being with Jesus and and Jesus saying, let's go back to Jerusalem. You know, I'm going to heal, you know, I'm going to heal Lazarus for the sake of the belief of the around, around others, no matter how dangerous it is there. Like Thomas in that moment spoke up in the middle of seeing the miracle to say, yes, let's all go and die with Jesus. So he had a middle moment in that moment where his courage, you know, was raised up. But he also had a middle moment in this time where Jesus had died and, you know, between his death and resurrection, what he did in the middle in there mattered. And I think, you know, if I was Thomas, I probably would have been, you know, if I was back there, I guess not just Thomas, like if that was me, as a disciple, I can't say that I would have, I would have been any, I would have, I wouldn't have been far away from Thomas. Like if I hadn't seen anything or if I need, you know, if I had so much faith in Jesus and then I, then the next day I don't see anything, like it would have been hard for me to convince myself to believe after seeing death in front of my face, you know? So like, I get the tension of that. And in that moment, you know, I just imagine his brain having a war with his spirit and him trying to convince his mind, heart and soul ultimately to believe that Jesus will rise, to believe that Jesus has risen, um, because that's simply what he said he would do. And so Thomas is trying to believe in the words that Jesus spoke. Nevertheless, he missed out on the moment. And when the disciples didn't tell him, he, he says he needed to see Jesus for himself, which he ultimately does at the, you know, eight days later. But that was a middle moment for him, which brings me to the part of the podcast that I like to call pour it forward. Um, it's a part where it's a part in the podcast where we get to pour into the next generation while simultaneously, you know, speaking to our younger selves so that we can bring more light to the surface so that we all can walk a little bit lighter on the surfaces. Um, and we just get to learn from each other from uh, like, I, I believe the young should learn from the old experiences. And it's so weird that like, I'm the new adult that I get to give advice to young people because I still feel like I'm figuring so many things out myself. But I do have this responsibility inside of me that wants to pour into the next generation. And to all my young besties out there who are listening or watching or who has sent this podcast from a friend of a friend of a friend or whatever, um, I want you to remember this statement. What you do in the middle matters what you watch 
what you listen to, who you hang around, what you read, what you spend the most time on, and most importantly, what you speak to yourself. If I could give Thomas any, if I could even sit by Thomas, you know, in this moment, I would ask him, what were you doing in between that time? What did the middle look like for you? What were you speaking to yourself? Who were you around in that time? You know, when you, when the, when you weren't with, with the disciples, when Jesus appeared, where were you? <laughs> you know, like, what were you doing in the middle? Like, I would ask him those questions because of my own personal re- revelations to see like where he was and in tough situations, young people, it's so weird that I'm not one of the young people. In tough situations, you have to remember that every drop counts. So make it count towards positive thinking, towards positive feelings, towards positive creating, towards positive beliefs. And not just positive in a sense of like, I'm happy one day, I'm sad the next, but like, positive in a sense of like I'm going to speak the truth over my life because the truth never changes despite our feelings like the truth always remains the same it does not change so whether you tell me that my hair is red no matter how much you believe that the truth is that my hair is black and that 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 will not change and that does not change with you know because of your own feelings or your own opinion the fact still stands so when you are in a season or in a situation or in a relationship where you're having a very tough time, you have to remember that every drop counts and you have to speak life and abundance over yourself. Don't speak words of defeat and discouragement. Um, And to, to help me with this, because I am an overthinker, I am a person who can have doubt at times and even, you know, have a very small percentage of faith left inside of me. One thing I do is read declarations over myself. And I when I when I was start in a in a in a place of starting this podcast, I got a, a, a DM from this girl who I had never met in my entire life. She doesn't know me, I don't know her, but she was watching my old YouTube videos, Faith with Alex, and she sent me a DM. It was like a long DM. <laughs> she was like, you know, saying all these things about how she was watching the video and how, you know, I was supposed to speak again and how I was supposed to encourage and how my voice was important. And she didn't know I was starting a podcast and how much I needed that encouragement in that moment on that day at that specific time. Um, because again, the middle matters and what we speak to ourselves in the middle matters. And so she sent me these declarations that I have been praying over myself and my family and my friends and my life and my future almost every single day since I've received them. And it's been game changing for my spirit, even if I haven't seen it yet, it's changing the way that I think. And so again, I want to read when I want to read one of these for you all. And I'll put the text on my YouTube channel. That way you can copy and paste it and read it for yourself and even create your own um, and create your own declarations that you speak over yourself with the thought of like, I'm going to use the Bible as my foundation to lay the ground rules for what these declarations say, but then create them to be your own way of living and your own way of feeding yourself the goodness in the middle of your situations. This declaration is speaking to faith over fear. And it says, I declare I will choose faith over fear. I will meditate on what is positive and what is good about my situation. 
I will use my energy not to worry, but to believe. Fear has no part in my life. I will not dwell on negative, discouraging thoughts. My mind is set on what God says about me. I know his plan for me is I know his plan for me is for success, victory, and abundance. This is my declaration. And I always say this is my declaration in the name of Jesus. The word says if we if we speak something in Jesus name, not, you know, not does it it doesn't just solidify, but God opens his ears to that because you are acknowledging his son and you are acknowledging the power of him through you. And so Speak this declaration over you this week. Use that as your takeaway, as your way to feed yourself good things while you're in the middle of your tough situation. And then carry this throughout your entire life. You know, I know when I was young, I used to think that like that was it, that everything made everything mattered in in those few years. And it did, you know. My decisions did matter in those years. And I had wisdom from a very early age, but it's only because I had God and I had a great family, (laughs) great friends and great parents to really mold me and shape me into having great faith. And it's been moments in my adulthood that I had to lean on that childhood faith, that childhood knowledge and belief to remind myself yeah, like God does do good, big things for for our lives. And he isn't just a God of the end or the beginning. He is in this middle with me. And so read that declaration over yourself, write it down, print it out, share it with a friend, text it to a friend, whatever, and speak it over yourself every single day. Even if you're tired, you know, do it before you go to bed or do it when you wake up and get ready for school or you're going to work. Read it over yourself because it's going to be a way of you speaking that good nourishment into your body. Just like we put good food into us, we have to put good word into us and we have to speak those things because they it does matter at the end of the day. So that's our port for it segment of this week's podcast. And I hope that that not just encouraged my young besties listening, but I hope that it encourages the child and everyone who's listening. So, um, That's it. Be sure you subscribe, like, and stay tuned for next week's episode so you can join into the conversation. I can't wait to pour it up with you guys next time. See you later. Bye. Know how to light up the spot, know how to put on the show. Money no time. 4 a.m. and I call up your phone me. I just wanna say hi. It's a lie, me, I know.